0: you're listening to hsbc talks business learn how businesses like yours are leveraging a wide range of banking solutions to maximize their success and how hsbc is helping them this is the second part of our discussion on this topic to listen to part one of our conversation please click on the previous podcast in this feed listeners should note that this episode has been recorded remotely therefore the sound quality may vary thank you for listening Hello and welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Babita Sharma here in London and I am delighted to be joined by Barry O'Byrne, the CEO of Global Commercial Banking at HSBC. Amit Lohia is with me too, Vice Chairman of Indorama Corporation. And Janet Henry is here too, the Global Chief Economist for HSBC. Thank you all very much for being here today. Now, our topic for discussion is how will businesses build beyond 2020? It has, of course, been a year like no other, hasn't it? COVID-19 has really challenged the way that businesses have been able to operate in a way that few could have predicted. So I think the key question today is how are companies like yours planning to rebuild in the year ahead Are firms thinking about international trade, supply chains, for example, technology and sustainable practices? And crucially, what are the priorities now moving into 2021? Barry, I want to come to you first. You know, we're talking about a very challenging year, of course, and we've had some bright moments, haven't we, in terms of what we've heard here today in the Navigator Report. And, And, you know, more generally in the, as we said, the vaccine trials that are underway, the tests that are in progress... If it's possible to look ahead, as we are doing, 12 months to predict where we're going to be in an economic sense, then what you've heard and the findings of the report and the key findings that you've pointed out, I'm just wondering if you believe that, you know, adapting to this period is something that's going to be a long-term premise to move forward, or is it going to be something that we're just looking at for the next few years, not five years' time?
1: Yeah, I think... um businesses have been incredibly resilient Um, and it's really one of the words of 2020, I think resilience and and businesses have shown that and they have adapted throughout this period as well. So, you know, some of the themes we mentioned, Babita, whether it's tech, whether it's ESG, companies see that really as the way forward. Um, You know, they see those areas of part of the solution. They're more focused on those areas now than they've ever been in the past. I think you know, the global economic tensions and everything else that's going on in the world hasn't stopped that focus and it's not stopped those journeys from continuing. I think that's really important. Um, The measures of success, they have changed as well. So businesses have been focused, very focused on shareholder returns um, historically, but I think going forward, they're also talking about new measures of success and there it's areas like innovation, it is, I would say, corporate culture for the institutions. It's responsible business practices as well. So that's a big change that we've seen. And innovation is becoming a defining characteristic for businesses. And we, yeah. I think Jana talked about that ability for companies to kind of take models, go online, shift their business practices. You know, that's something that we're seeing as being really one of the big characteristics of organizations that have you know, won and successfully dealt with this period and then you know, just this much broader backdrop of measures of corporate performance. But I think you know one of the pieces that we've seen through the research has been you know the companies that have you know shifted. They've shifted in the short term. So I think you know the percentage that have seen a long term shift is probably smaller than you would anticipate. But there are different themes that are emerging um, now. Um, with greater focus and a greater sense of urgency amongst businesses around those themes as well.
0: Yeah, it's almost a sense of get the job done now. Why wait for things that might have taken years to discuss when the momentum is behind us? Janet, I want to put a question to you if I can. How will small businesses be affected in 2021, taking into consideration the COVID effect? Well,
2: in lots of ways. Um, in some ways very positive. I mean, there's one thing with the digital side, it means that small businesses can sometimes be very, very flexible, very, very nimble in terms of getting everyone online, providing similar services or goods, doing it very innovative, giving an idea of scale without necessarily needing to be a massive um, organisation. But also what we will see in the course of 2021 is the evolution of policy. And again, Some advanced economies have undertaken very different policies to some of the emerging economies. Some have supported households more than companies. Some have supported companies more than households. But as Barry says, this hasn't been like the financial crisis. There's been a lot of support to companies. They haven't been selective. But some companies were not viable going into the pandemic and some of them won't be coming out But depending on the policies that are embarked upon by different countries, there will be differing degrees of of what economists like to call um, creative destruction. So for others, that will provide um, some some opportunities. So I think it will be um, a, a mixture of factors responding to adjustments in government policy, responding to new consumer demands as what people demand changes, shifts over time. Um, do we see people shifting out of cities more into um, suburban areas? That seems to have been a recent shift in certain areas. In other countries, it might it might not be. So I think small companies who are nimble will find some, some excellent opportunities in this post-pandemic world as they adjust towards these new consumer and corporate behaviours.
0: Yeah, Barry, I want to get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I think one of the, the words that Janet used, Uh, Babita, which really resonates with me is this concept of small businesses being nimble. And I think we see that across the the globe, Um, small businesses that have had that ability to move from offline to online very, very quickly to diversify, to see new business opportunities. I think, you know, the importance of small businesses, certainly in many of the economies where we work as HSBC, they are critically important. So I think, you know, nimble adaptive. Um, and we've seen some great examples of innovation come through those small businesses as well, as they've seen opportunities open up in the markets and where they operate. So I'd, I'd agree with everything Janet said. And I think you know, there may be an opportunity here, um, you know, longer term for small businesses as well.
0: Barry, thank you. Um, what changes have we seen this year in consumer behaviors and motivations and how are businesses reacting to that? And I think this is really interesting thinking about, uh, Janet, I'll ask this to you about those opportunities that lie ahead for traditional businesses thinking out of the box in terms of sustainability, building a better environment for them to operate in in the year ha- ahead.
2: Well, I think you know, we've seen it at, at the most macro level. If you look at the recovery that's come through so far, it's been much more concentrated in the goods side of the economy rather than the service side of the economy. You know, consumers' incomes in a lot of countries have been supported by government, but they haven't been able to uh, demand certain services because a lot of those services were closed down. They certainly couldn't go on package holidays um, anywhere in the world. So, you saw a lot of the goods demand now in certain economies certain areas of the service sector are coming back. So, for instance, um, in travel, but probably you're seeing more domestic travel rather than international travel. And I think probably as far as business travel is concerned, we will never see a return to what we used to do. Because if I think about it, I spoke at a conference in Singapore this morning. I'm speaking on an international webinar this afternoon. Previously, I'd be getting on a plane to every city each day. So I think certain areas of travel will come back, maybe in the tourism area much less in the way of business travel. Also, if you are going to see more of a shift to work from home, initially we had no choice. We all had to work from home. Now, if you ask most people, they never want to go back five days in an office, but they maybe want to a couple of days. And for those people that have had to do it while educating their children at home and cleaning their home and everything else, they're going to be really good at working from home. In a year or two, especially if the kids are back at school. So I think some of these changes in consumer behavior are just going to shift um over time, and the mix of their spending and services or away from other areas of personal services that they particularly went out for, maybe that's going to be more mobile, won't necessarily need the same kind of premises. So that certain areas of commercial real estate that will be affected and certain areas of housing markets and housing market related. Companies that will benefit from these consumer shifts.
1: Yeah, I was just going to add, maybe, Babita, if I could. Uh, it, you know, what we see is consumer behaviours are also being hugely impacted by corporate behaviours and by trusted brands more than they've ever been in the past. ESG has become incredibly important, and I think there the societal expectations around ESG and what companies are doing from an ESG point of view. I think again big impact on consumer behaviors, people are more cost conscious, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that has been very prevalent through this period as well. We talked earlier about companies being online, I think there is an an absolute expectation that all business can be conducted online. So I think from a consumer point of view, you know, that's really seen as an entry ticket. But I think, you know, taking the question a little bit more broadly, what I would say is, This period has also, and digital in particular, has removed some of the barriers to entry for firms. So I think from a consumer point of view, what they can expect is potentially more competition as well, because some of those historical barriers are no longer there. And it's also been an opportunity to diversify, look at new business models for firms. So I think it's giving consumers more choice.
0: Yeah, I think you've actually just answered a question, but I'll give you an opportunity to expand on it, uh, Barry. Is HSBC working with its clients on their digital offering and increased efficiencies? And as you just said, Barry, you've got to be in that space now. There is no choice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, 32% of businesses expect technology um, and efficiency from a technology point of view to be a key factor in their recovery. If I think of what we 're seeing in the digital space, you know we have um, the capability to serve our clients digitally right across the world, and we've seen exponential growth and demand for those tools and I think increasingly, Bibita, what we're looking to do is kind of put more of that capability in the hands of our customers, integrate with their systems, and again you know create that uniform offering so yeah, you know, I think demand that's off the chart expectation that we move everything online. And thankfully, we were well positioned heading into the crisis to be able to do that. Um, But I think, again, you know, we see some of the bigger opportunities in terms of that ability to shape different types of relationships with our customers from a digital point of view going forward.
0: Digital offerings key to what we are going to be doing in the year ahead. With that in mind, I think this would be a really Good opportunity, Amit. If you can, give us a bit of a crystal ball moment of what advice you would give to other businesses, both regionally in Asia and also globally, in terms of the approach to what needs to happen to 2021. What are the key crucial tips that you can impart to say, you know, this is what we really need to focus on moving forward?
3: Well, I think our external environment uh, is very conducive. So very low interest rates going forward. And I think governments have realized our preconceived notions of the typical debt metrics that governments used to follow, you know, are being questioned. And governments, I think, are getting more comfortable with going the Japan way, where the government debt levels are higher than the past. So again, that's a very positive environment where government will keep on uh, pumping in liquidity, support investment to help the economy go along.
0: You were going to give us your tips for you know the year ahead for businesses. What advice can you share? Uh,
3: I mean, I, I'm quite optimistic in general. I think next year will be uh, looks very promising for us personally, and I think it will be for many businesses. It's hard to predict after you know, the coming year. There's going to be a spike in consumption that we're sensing emerging which is very natural. I mean, I'm gonna be in front of the queue in shops, catching up on all my shopping, like most other people. So there'll be a spike in consumption. The external, external environment as I conveyed is very positive for for businesses as well. So I'm, I'm optimistic and uh, going forward, I think, uh, I mean, the big opportunities are all around, You know, the focus on personal health, which is key and the planet sustainability, which is paramount and non-negotiable. And COVID has just accelerated those issues further. And on top of that, what's really amazing and heartening for me is to see all the innovation that's happening around us everywhere, not just in, uh, in medicine and in IT or in engineering. And there is uh, plenty of commercial opportunities out there and interesting problems for entrepreneurs to try to solve. And that's the kind of stuff Uh, I'm sure new business models with technology, with digitalization will be addressing and disrupting in the years to come. So a lot of exciting things, I think, going forward.
0: We are running out of time, but I just wanted to ask all of you this final question and the predictions, because we're looking positively, I'm pleased to say, at the year ahead. But what key prediction do you have? Janet, I'll start with you for what businesses need in the year ahead. What they need or what they'll get? (laughs) Give me both.
2: Give me both. Um, <laughs> uh, I think they uh,
0: they need signs
2: that people are working um, together. And first of all, they'll need to see that um, on the vaccine front. We've had a lot of good news on the vaccine over the course of the last month or so. But we know that the pandemic will not be contained in any country until it is contained globally. So we will need to see a rollout and effective vaccination of the majority of the population globally to know that the pandemic is contained. That will continue to reduce the uncertainty. I also think a US administration that is going to be, I suppose, more multilateralist in their approach could could be helpful um, for, um, for, for global confidence. Um, to some degree, but I think we also have to be prepared for a little of a little bit of variability for the first next few months of the year. As I say, different regions will be performing differently. Um, they'll have different challenges associated with the pandemic, and then probably towards the end of 2021, we'll have a better idea as to what the the new normal of. It, new normal is. Where are we? What is the lasting damage from the pandemic in terms of its impact on labour markets? But also, how how effective has this kind of transformational shift been on the digital front? And uh, you know, th- this dramatic transformation that we've seen, how effective is that as at boosting productivity um, in certain sectors and and certain areas? And I and I think we'll we'll start to have a much better idea of that by by the end of two thousand and twenty one.
0: Amit, um, for you, one key prediction for businesses in the year ahead?
3: I expect uh, a recovery in most sectors, if not all sectors. I think not just uh, digital, not just technical businesses like mine, which will do better, but even the digital businesses which are doing well will keep on doing well because the need is, is uh, you know, felt across the board to implement these things across in all sectors. I think aviation will come back as well. Uh, we'll have normalcy coming back by second half of the year we all hope with the vaccine being rolled out from early q1
0: yes fingers crossed that's all what we're hearing isn't it that is positive there and and Barry to you the key piece of uh, advice the prediction yeah
1: uh, i'll be i'll be gritty with maybe maybe pick two so one is given the shift we've seen in focus on esg I think continued encouragement to businesses to stay the course. I think if there are a few positives that have come through this period, but I think you know, that increased focus on ESG for me has been one, and I think encouragement for businesses just to continue to push forward there. And then the second one is maybe back to one of the key findings in our navigator report, which is this is a two-tier recovery. And those businesses and geographies that will find it harder to emerge in the post-COVID world will need support. So it's ensuring that, you know, we as an organisation, but other organisations are there to support um, that second tier and those sectors that emerge um, slower from COVID.
2: Sorry, Vivita, can I just add add to that point on Barry's? Phone? Some countries will will need help. And this is where I would tend to be a little bit um, positive on that front. I mean, I think we are talking about a world where interest rates are going to stay low. Central banks are going to continue to provide support. They keep telling financial markets, don't worry, we're not going to raise interest rates too quickly. They're telling governments they can keep spending. We're not going to go straight into a lot of austerity in the way that we did in the wake of the global financial crisis, particularly in Europe. And I think a lot of where we will get the rollout on on infrastructure investment, it will be in digital infrastructure that we've already talked about, but also in areas of sustainability. I mean, it could be in the US that President Biden is constrained, depending on what happens in the Senate in terms of how much he can spend But in terms of what he can do with regulation and with investment incentives to support this sustainable growth in the future, I think we can expect something a bit more from governments globally.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really interesting when you you look at how countries are going to be individually responding to this. But I think... Firstly, thank you so much to all of you. It's been fascinating uh, to gain your insights on this. But also, also, I think you know innovation, sustainability, technology, the digital areas that we're going to be working in. All of that in mind, I think we're all in agreement that this is about moving positive as a global family with the urgency to act now. So, to Barry. Amit and Janet, thank you so much for joining us. HSBC will, of course, have plenty more to come from its Navigator report across its social media channels. Now, you can look out for it, of course. It's available at hsbc.com and business.hsbc.com forward slash Navigator and across HSBC social media platforms. Until next time, from me, Babita Sharma, take care. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us for HSBC Talks Business. To learn more about anything you heard today, please visit
3: business.hsbc.com.